Money FM 89.3, the best of the afternoon update. Money in the market on Money FM 89.3. To money in the market. I'm Hong Bin Jung. So the dollar has climbed close to a 24-year peak against the yen today, and that's amid a jump in U.S. yields after hotter-than-expected inflation boosted bets for even more aggressive monetary tightening by the Federal Reserve next week. So how are currencies moving today? And joining us on the phone today for Money in the Market to help us explain the current money moves is Lim Jun Kit, strategist at Philip Nova. Hi, Jun Kit. Welcome to the show. Hi, Hong Bin. It's my pleasure to be back. (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you back. So there's been a lot of currency moves last week, and I'm assuming there's going to be more currency moves today and the days to come. So how would you describe the current trends and volatility in the Forex space, especially with that higher than expected U.S. inflation figures that we saw overnight? Yes, uh, correct. The current trend in the forex market, I would say, remains very much in favor of the U.S. dollar dominance. Mm-hmm. And this has been a trend going all the way back to mid last year. Mm. Uh, at this point, just want to highlight on what happened late last week till early this week uh, mm-hmm. was that we saw the U.S. dollar index retrace sharply after hitting a first 20-year high mm. uh, around 1110.786 uh, last week. All right, so part of the reason that has led to this temporary softening of the dollar was the expectation that the U.S. inflation data the consumer price index was going to drop from right. five point uh, from 8.5% to 8.1% in August. So a common narrative that we saw, that, you know, people were saying that the US dollar had already topped out and because they expect the inflation to also have peaked and mm-hmm. therefore the Fed would only go less, less hawkish from there. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't really quite buy the narrative uh, that the US dollar had already peaked because in order for the US dollar, uh, sorry, for the US Fed to tone down on its monetary tightening, mm-hmm. we would need to see a series of consistently uh, declining inflation figures uh, towards Fed's uh, target inflation rate at 2%. And last night, you know, you rightly pointed out that the August CPI data came in, came in hotter than expected mm-hmm. at 8.3%. And this, uh, once again, reminded us that the fight on inflation is really far from over and that we can expect the Fed to you know, press on on its hockey stance, uh, which would boost the US dollar against the other currencies going forward. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, talk about the Japanese yen first. Um, it's so close to that 145 level. And in fact, just uh, moments ago, Bank of Japan has conducted a rate check on uh, apparent preparation for a currency intervention. So how soon do you see it hitting that level? Of 145. Mm, for, for the dollar yen, I think this uh, the, the pair is really testing the 145 mm. psychological level. Um, in in fact, it tested the level once last Wednesday to as high as 144.987, mm-hmm. and it just tested for the second time this morning mm. uh, at 144.958. Uh, but on both occasions, they were really close, but did not quite manage to hit that 145 right. mark. Although the broad trend for the dollar yen remains very bullish, but I like to advise caution uh, in the short term, mm-hmm. as what we are seeing could very well be a double top pattern, uh, which means that prices may retrace to as low as 140 if it loses the 142.5 neckline mm-hmm. support. But uh, even if it dips uh, to 140, uh, we can say that the bullish trend uh, will still remain intact for the dollar yen, and we can expect the dollar to further strengthen against the yen. 
Okay, and moving on to the yen, um, some strategists are saying it's only a matter of time before the Chinese yen dips past the level 7 level. What are your thoughts? I I do agree. Uh, In fact, just last week, the pair was also very close to the psychological level, uh, hitting just 30 pips away before increasing as the dollar weakened. But after the CPI data released last night, uh, we saw the pair rebounded strongly mm-hmm. uh, from around 6.93 to as high as uh, above 6.98. And looking at the charts, the dollar and offshore yuan pair remains very much on a strong bullish trend. Mm-hmm. And this had been, been like this since March this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we don't see any fundamental or technical reasons for bearish reversal. So the, the USD CNH, hitting uh, 7, is definitely on the cards. So what happens, let's say, if the Chinese yen dips to this level? Okay, so if it really dips past this level, I think uh, it would be another a very strong validation for this uh, bullish trend that we are seeing. It means that this uh, bullish trend is set to continue. Mm. And if it happens, the subsequent resistance level uh, we'll be looking at uh, would be at 7.03 and 7.09. Uh, if the 7.03 level is reached. Mm. And the PBOC has also been setting, you know, stronger than expected reference rates reference rates for several days. And in fact, today they've set it with the strongest bias on record. Are these fixings even helping? Uh, in our opinion, the, the macro landscape for China is really not looking so good. Mm. And we think that this uh, it will continue to have a profound negative impact on the Chinese yuan. Mm-hmm. You know, things like uh, never-ending and recurring COVID-19 lockdowns in China, we see on the news, uh, the stalling economic growth, uh, record high unemployment among the youth in the country, and the collapsing uh, housing markets. You know, these are some really grave challenges that will likely persist uh, for the remaining uh, of 2022 mm-hmm. at the very least. And, and, you know, just as of today, uh, we see reports that U.S. is considering sanctions on China to deter invasion on, on Taiwan. So all in all, you know, there's just so much uh, geopolitical and economic uncertainty around China, and it would fundamentally drive the yuan weaker against the dollar. Mm. And now moving away from the region, looking at the euro, we saw you know a big interest rate hike by the ECB last week. But not even that is helping the euro. Why is that? Um, I think uh, in view of the perfect storm that is happening on the EU economy, mm-hmm. you know, like the energy crisis ahead of the winter, sky high inflation, and the recessionary fears, uh, not only in EU but in, in other parts of the world. Uh, the investor sentiment in the EU is now at its lowest levels uh, since 2008. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays uh, a part in weighing on the euro. Mm-hmm. Uh, just this week, we see the ZEW Economic Sentiment Survey mm-hmm. on the EU reported a reading of negative 60.7, which is lower than a consensus of negative uh, 52. Mm-hmm. So what this survey tells us is actually the share of pessimistic institutional investors uh, currently outweighs the share of the investors who are more optimistic about the economy. So I would say the, the negative sentiment is one of the, the, the main driving force of the euro weakness. Mm. And um, some are saying actually that the euro trading may no longer be even about ECB rate hikes at all, but all about the energy crisis. What's your view? I, I do agree to this point because right now I think the crux of EU's challenge is mm-hmm. the energy crunch as Russia had indefinitely shut off the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, mm-hmm. which is the biggest pipeline transporting natural gas from Russia to Europe via Germany. 
So while there are still other pipelines steadily, you know, supplying gas from Russia to Europe, uh, Europe is still in a very vulnerable situation as Russia could, you know, they, they could just decide to uh, completely stop all energy supply to Europe. Now, this fear of a complete energy cutoff, you know, from Russia isn't exactly unfounded mm-hmm. because just last week, uh, Russian state oil giant Gazprom, they released a sinister video advertisement. I'm not sure if you watched that. So basically, this video advertisement, it showed a scene where Russia shuts off its gas, uh, its gas pipeline completely and later on depicting, a free, uh, depicting videos of uh, freezing European cities. So I think this, this kind of uh, video that they project is an outright blackmail to Europe to lift the sanctions on Russia. Otherwise, you know, Russia, uh, otherwise Europe would be facing a really long winter. So at this point, I'd just like to emphasize again that, you know, energy is a literal field to an economy. And, you know, and if the EU, con- the, and if the EU countries are uh, to impose energy rationing during the winter, you know, it would affect everyone, you know, from not being able to turn on the heater, to stay warm, uh, to close up businesses, restriction and decline in industrial production and transportation. So in other words, you know, without energy, the economy of, uh, of EU is handicapped and the EU. And the euro outlook is inherently bleak uh, in this regard. Mm. Okay, thank you so much, Junkit, for breaking that all down for us. Thank you, thank you, Hongbin. Thank you. We've been speaking with Lim Junkit, strategist at Philip Nova. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.